Hello, Paul. Hello, Alex. Uh, so I may let you kick us off today because last last episode when we were talking, we were starting to dig into Privacy Sandbox. Uh, we realized that it was going to be a multi-episode thing and, and you sort of teed up the next topic of conversation or today's topic of conversation, which is uh, a couple more proposals, Fledge on the Chrome side, Parakeet on the, on the Microsoft Edge side and sort of diving into what they're they're looking at. Why don't you like tee us up today so that I'm not uh, losing any of that good context that you you left us with last time? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. These uh, Fledge and Parakeet are two proposals of the Privacy Sandbox. We just discussed last week what, what a proposal was, what it means and, and doesn't mean necessarily. And I think some of the things we touched upon last week with regards to Chrome adoption and so on are particularly important when it comes to the, the conversation of Fledge versus Parakeet. These, these are two proposals that have occupied a lot of my thinking in the last months. Um, and it's really because there's no clear winner, right? They're going head to head at the same use case. Now, what is that use case? Essentially, it's the retargeting use case. So. Um, the way that it currently works in the ad tech world is that third-party cookies are used to add users to segments and then ad tech vendors add users to segments and then that allows ad tech vendors to recognize when a user they have already added to a segment, whether it's a behavioral segment or a segment where a user has seen an advertisement or so on, um, which would be the retargeting use case, would be able to identify when a user is on a particular website and then retarget that user or uh, based on how they've interacted with that user in the past. So I don't know if that perfectly explains how retargeting works, but, but that's essentially the, 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 the long and short of it. And that is based on third-party cookies today. And as we spoke about last mm -hmm. time, and as we'll probably continue to talk about, third-party cookies are going away. Well, they've already gone away. On, on some browsers and they will be deprecating Chrome. And so what Parakeet and Fledge attempt to do is re-establish the retargeting use case for vendors. So allow users to be put into uh, segments, what are now called interest groups in both um, the proposals. So allow those users to be put into interest groups um, by vendors uh, to enable retargeting use cases in the future. And both of them do that by um, creating an API. That's how all the privacy sandbox works, basically creating an API which ad tech vendors can interact with. Um, but, they, and, but they differ on some crucial points in how they achieve that. They're actually very similar on a lot of points in that they have the concept mm -hmm. of interest groups, the way that creatives are rendered in fence frames, for example, um, is very similar. And actually, the, the experience for, for publishers, at least, would be very similar, regardless of which, um, which, which API you interact with in the future. But there are crucial differences once you go past the ad request, right? Um, and they are fundamentally different proposals once you get to that stage. One, um, one the Parakeet service um, proxies the ad request so that it goes through what's called currently called a Parakeet server where data is anonymized, we can get into this more, this is my kind of high level explanation, where the 
the ad request is kind of anonymized, so user and context information is made less granular. And then the ad request is kind of rerouted to ad tech vendors where they can bid um, as they normally would, actually. And that's a crucial point that we can get into. Um, whereas Fledge kind of takes an opposite approach. It, it tries to keep or it does keep the vast majority of the auction fully on in the browser such that the the a lot of the logic which would normally happen server side is actually requested by the fledge service brought onto the browser where bid uh, logic for example and also the final auction all take place on the browser itself so such that user information is kind of protected uh, in the browser and doesn't actually leave or be sent to the ad tech vendors so those that those are the crucial differences between fledge and parakeet and they have quite enormous and interesting consequences for ad tech vendors that, that try to interact with them. I'm not sure I have anything to add other than maybe two things. One is since, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've learned um, pretty unsurprisingly that, that Chrome uh, the Chrome proposals, the privacy sandbox proposals, which I think we mentioned this last week, uh, are going to also be taken to uh, Android. So in the sense of, you know, Paul mentioned correctly that today's retargeting use cases um, are third-party cookie-driven in, in web. They're mobile ad ID-driven uh, in uh, in mobile environments or like in this case, in Android. Um, so that's just like one, like, I don't think Paul was missing it. It's more just like, it, it's, it's important for anyone that's listening to this to not forget that, that we're now talking about, uh, these sort of replacement functionalities existing, not just in web, but in mobile. And then the second thing Paul and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but you know, all of these things we're referring to them as proposals, right? Like, so they're subject to change. So the way that we talk about them today, and I think this this episode will air like the last week of of March 2022. Um, you know, it, it may be that what we're describing right now uh, is modified, right? So that that could be something you know chrome changes it could be something changed about the the side of the proposal that we're talking about with parakeet uh so always putting that asterisk on things that uh this this won't be documentation uh for the final uh ga generally available versions of, of either of these things if they they make it out to ga so uh it's more of a disclaimer on the second item um I've been thinking a little bit about uh, sort of what I thought was important as we approached this topic. Now that Paul's laid it out, I think one thing that I think a lot about is who who's making decisions, right? Like where where are we concentrating um, sort of product development? post these changes um and i'm stealing a little bit from paul here because he brought this up at the end of the last episode and mentioned it just a little bit then but like 
the one of the the big points of comparison between these two approaches to retargeting or creating granular interest groups that can be used later on um, for some form of targeting is like where where is decision making for that API sort of uh, made uh, in the in the future? Not right right now. Obviously, it's like it's a big debate over what the feature should look like and it's happening at w3c mostly or in sort of subgroups but like let's say these things get shipped in their current form i think you've got fledge that paul mentioned just now is an auction in the browser if you're calling the fledge api you're initiating an auction in the browser um and so that's one spot. If you're calling the Parakeet API, you're really just getting a signal that you can then plug into your own auctions. I think if we brought somebody from the Chrome team doing Fledge on, they would say, well, that's true for ours too. We're gonna pass you something that you could theoretically like take and then run your own auction too. Um, but, but there's some some key differences on like where like F parakeet does not have an auction running in this like proxy layer whereas fledge does and to me again on the the bigger picture of like a point of comparison there that's like okay if that ships to general availability that now means if you have a feature request about auction dynamics you're not going to your SSP or your publisher ad server as a publisher, you're going to the Chrome engineering team, right? Like that is the product management organization for your feature requests for like, Paul, you've, you've been at Xander for a few years. You probably know how complex auction dynamics become based on publisher rule sets like ad quality rule sets, various monetization choices, especially if it's an ad server, like use case, like there's a lot of choices that are going into like auctions aren't just pure price alone. Um, oh yeah. So like I think about that and then I think about why I think a lot of the ecosystem has responded favorably, favorably to Microsoft's counter proposal to achieving this outcome of interest group granular retargeting or just creating more granular interest groups in something like topics is decision making and honestly ability to respond to demands of customers in terms of auction dynamics doesn't shift from the companies today that are incentivized to like deliver and compete on products in that space, right? So like that to me is something that I think, you know, business decision makers, leaders at companies should be thinking about as they evaluate these different approaches is like, am I setting myself up to be more dependent on product teams that might not be incentivized like in the long haul to meet my needs. <laughs> um, it's like, all right, we're done with this API. Great, let's move on and like work on standard browser things like accessibility and security and CSS and like 
all great things, right? But like performance. Um, whereas, you know, companies in the ad tech space, particularly on the the sell side, right? Like are you are incentivized as a product manager like to to build to those needs every hour of every day, right? Like from here on until, you know, there is no such thing as ad tech anymore. So I, I that is to me, like, if I had to rank like the most important things as I look at these proposals, like that, that is like huge in my head. You mean the locale of, of kind of troubleshooting or improving and the accountability in those kind of areas you're talking about, right? Yeah. This, yes, and. <laughs> yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Like it, blurring the lines of responsibility of these things um, always leads to complications. I mean, you can just, you mentioned that we've both worked at an SSP for a long time. Like, I don't know if you ever worked on troubleshooting deals before, which is mm -hmm. a, a similar kind of uh, um, construct, kind of, except that's even better, right? Because you've got two interested parties, because you've got two parties that are interested in making it work. Because when you have a deal, you typically have a deal between, uh, it can be within a single company, but very often it's an SSP with a DSP. Both are usually taking a fee, so both have some sort of motivation to make the thing work, right? But mm -hmm. then when you when you look at something like um, like Fledge and also Parakeet, to be honest, depending on how it's run in the future, then you've 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 changed the locale of some of the responsibility, and there isn't necessarily or isn't clearly defined what the motivation is to fix stuff when it breaks, right? And or what the what the line of path is, or make it better, or improve as it. you come up yeah, with new ideas, it. right? Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's complicated enough to just come up with a single idea in the first place that works for everyone, let alone to improve it and to iterate on it because the, the motivation with so many competing interests coming together. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a, that's a complicated problem to solve. But I think... <laughs> sorry, sorry to start there. Like... <laughs> no, no, no. It's the, yeah, no, no. It's, it's, it's key. But I'm, I'm not sure that you could single out a, a particular proposal for that. I think they would all kind of fall victim to that i think that is a natural consequence even topics right which doesn't like doesn't necessarily that's purely in chrome it's pretty clear how it's working it's one of the most simple uh, proposals to understand and probably to troubleshoot but where do you go if you don't believe the 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 topic that that's being sent to you right like with verification methods are going to be more complicated in the future when you remove the third party cookie so you're just ad tech vendors just left in a position where, where they have to kind of either trust you know what the the category that they get from the browser or just or just ignore it and there isn't a clear mechanism that i can see to say uh, of proving why without revealing some privacy of the user right so mm -hmm. we, we um i guess you can go on the metrics and how performant the metrics are but you know that's that's a pretty complicated way of of, of proofing the system but um i wanted to get back to something you said about decision making because I, I i really do think that this is key and i i don't think there's an easy answer to this question but it's one of the the things that has most <laughs> troubled me since joining joining privacy sandbox efforts or web standards efforts generally and we did touch on it last time but i think it's particularly prominent in in the parakeet versus fledge 
um, example. Because if you talk to any ad tech vend vendor, it really is when you talk about retargeting at the, as it is today, right? And and you know, with, with what you said in mind, it clearly could change within a week, a couple of weeks. That it just is like that. Um, but the state is today that it's for retargeting it is parakeet versus fledge until there's like better proposals that come along it's parakeet versus fledge and, and that was clear from very early on so you know you had turtle dove and then you had fledge and and that was kind of the front runner but then the microsoft team came around the corner with the parakeet proposal and it really solved a lot of what i saw as the problems with fledge which is just how complex it is for an ad tech vendor with extremely complicated processes multiple things plugged into different things, auction logic, bidding logic, forecasting, you know, all these sorts of complicated things that come together to try and then plug that into the browser. To, to be honest, it just scared me when I first, I just did, I was like, I do not even know where to start translating what we do at Xander. As you mentioned, if you look at the auction logic that goes on in any standard ad tech vendor, then then you'll realize that just plugging that into a uh, into Fledge is a very, very complicated thing to do. So then when, when Parakeet came along, which was in, in, in my chronology of events, it was very shortly after. And then it was very much Parakeet versus Fledge. And the bi-weeklies were, were one after the other. So it was Wednesday, Wednesday, Fledge, Parakeet, Fledge, Parakeet. And then it started coming to this point where it's like, okay, well, we've got these two proposals. You know, the people who created Parakeet are joining the Fledge meetings. The people who created Fledge are joining the Parakeet meetings. The, the conversation is very bi-directional and everyone seems to be, you know, happy to discuss the merits of the two proposals. So when... And I think it was Julian that, that, that mentioned this in first, at least to my ear in, in one meeting. When are we going to put these proposals side by side and ask everyone to vote or like what, ask everyone's opinion, right? Like when are we going to decide or how are we going to decide? Which, they, yeah, you're laughing how naive I was at this point in my time. Because um, I really thought that that was the best way of doing it. It was the most sensible way of doing it. I was very much... Right pretty early on in the parakeet camp as everyone knows mainly because of the simplicity of the proposal from a from a um uh, from an engineering perspective like what we actually would have to do to build to this proposal didn't seem to me to be as big as it was would be for fledge but anyway the point that i wanted to make is that we never we never really got round to having that conversation i wrote a couple of right. issues asking the question again and i did get responses but we never actually sat down and said okay well who is for which proposal um and i think that's a shame and i don't think like with something like this there's no necessarily not necessarily a business advantage for either parakeet or fledge winning this discussion for the people that created the proposals i mean but, but for the people who use the proposals, who will use the potentially, we can get into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, for, for the listener who cannot see my face, which Paul can see, I, uh, I'll describe what I did. I, my eyes looked upwards and I smirked. Yeah. Um, hmm. No business advantage. <laughs> um, uh, go on, go on. Okay, at least uh, ostensibly, uh, uh, we can assume that might, <laughs> might not be a business advantage in any of these proposals. But there certainly will be consequences for the businesses that end up adopting or having to build to them. And at the start of the conversations, it seemed like we were going to really, really get into that conversation. And then it really, it seems to have become a case of, you know, Chrome is moving forwards with Fledge and let's see what happens with Parakeet. And I, I think that's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, 
I think you're right though. I think that that's probably like what you've learned and what we talked about this last time, right? That yeah. I think, you know, Chrome is in this position that a lot of people have acknowledged that like they've set a timeline as, as Paul and I both know as product people, like at some point you just gotta, you gotta go execute on the 100%. thing that you're planning. And they're trying, like, I mean, they're doing something really big here. And this, and I'm not saying big is bad, just like big, it's, it's audacious. So like at some point you just have to start executing. So I think what we're seeing is like, you know, there will probably be some changes. Like I, I still attend, attend those bi-weeklies and, you know, I, I, I hear every time like on this the fledge side like i'm thinking of the last conversation i scribed it um so i was really keyed in to it but like they're they're Impressed. they're still listening right but but they're moving forward with fledge right yeah um it, i think things have gotten a little bit more confused though because there's now this w3c working group that is that is actually trying to think about the architectural approaches to some various use cases. So the Pat CG private advertising technology um, community group. And right now it's, it's kind of, it's, it's most focused on the measurement attribution side, like, and we're talking about differences there of like sort of fully on device versus on device plus server. What type of server is it a trusted execution environment? Is it uh, multi-party compute, multi-helpers, like, so that's being talked about there. There's this whole, like, go read it if you want to. It's out in the public. This really just hyperbolic thread about bringing topics API into the discussion there. But nowhere to be seen are Fledge and Parakeet in terms of, like, let's bring these two approaches together to discuss them as, you know, uh, Paul mentioned Julian, we should give Julian a shout out uh, by like who he is, Julian Delhamo, that's been at, at Xander for now some time. Um, I think came over in the, was it the OAS yeah. acquisition? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, great person to follow in this space in terms of just like deep understanding of of the issues. Sometimes we disagree. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, if you're looking for people with, with knowledge on this topic area and you happen to be in Paris, go get coffee with, with Julian, like, uh, if he ever comes in the office anymore, I don't know. But anyway, so just a shout out to him really quick. And that's who, who Paul was mentioning. Um, maybe we should have him on at some point. Uh, anyway, so yeah, like, he learned most of. To, to uh, my... learned, he, he learned almost everything from me. By the way, I, I have to say that I can't just I can't just hear praise for Julian without saying something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is fun! I can't wait till he hears this. All right, so so all right, you mentioned the thing that made my eyes go up, and I I don't like be having a cynical take on all this is like so it's overdone. Yeah. So like I, I like actually the the approach that you and I have taken where it's like, hey, look, let's let's talk about these things. Let's let's talk about them pragmatically. Um, so that the, the thing that I'm about to say isn't meant to be cynical. It's just why why did I react to Paul saying that there's no interest in this? One, there's interest in everything. <laughs> um, there's not a thing that happens, I believe, that there is an interest in. 
Now, the question is, is like, are the people designing the proposals the ones with the interest? I don't think so. Um, I actually, I, I, I've come to believe that the folks that are writing these proposals, they actually just like, they're trying to balance a bunch of things as elegantly as they can um, and, and improve privacy, right? I actually, like, that's real. Yeah. Um, like on, on all sides, not just Microsoft and Google, but like Apple, Mozilla, Ben and Eric at Facebook, mm -hmm. right? Like, and Sean and, and all, the, all those folks that are, that are joining, like the pe people by and large, there's like a small exception. People by and large that are showing up to these working groups actually are, you know, working towards, let's make this better. Like um, there's a bunch of different approaches. The reason that I reacted the way that I did that the listener couldn't see, but you called out vocally is, let's put Parakeet to the side for a second. When we talk about Fledge, I don't think this is purposeful, but like I have a hypothesis that about what Fledge probably could do to the ecosystem. Today, a whole lot of open web demand, open web demand means like not buying on YouTube, not buying on search, not buying on Facebook, not buying on Instagram, not buying on TikTok, like open, like I'm buying uh, weather.com, I'm buying like oh, open internet buying. Um, so much of that is done today through header bidding, specifically pre-bid. And so pre-bid is like the de facto standard for, I want to make a request out to the ecosystem for programmatic demand. Yeah. And programmatic demand, as we all know, like this whole topic that we're talking about is, has largely been audience targeted, whether it's audience targeted just for the sake of frequency capping, recency control, like actually like profiling attribution, there's IDs being used. <laughs> and that is like sort of the basis of programmatic advertising. Now there's variants and facets of using programmatic tools to achieve things like deals and even upfronts and all that kind of stuff, right? Like guaranteed reserved stuff like uses programmatic pipes too. But like the, the bread and butter for programmatic has been, I'm an advertiser. <laughs> I want to run a campaign that runs across hundreds, if not thousands of sites and apps. And I want to try to achieve goals, which I can measure and spend my money efficiently, et cetera. All right. So if all that is somewhat a reality and most of that is transacted beginning with pre-bid, meaning like that's where the request initiate for, if you're a publisher wanting programmatic demand, you plug in pre-bid like to maximize your monetization potential. You set up some configs, but you, you call out to as many people as you can for demand. All right. As that demand starts to shift to other places that provide more scaled addressability, which I think Fledge would be one, like think about fledge as a is a pre-bed wrapper in a sense that like okay i decide to call fledge to see if fledge has any demand if a lot of the addressable advertising programmatic demand shifts into buying through fledge as an interface let's what 
where where is the demand coming from for like traditional pre-bid wrappers mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. so like <laughs> we all know <laughs> like it's out there in the open right now that like no <laughs> there's not a lot of love for pre-bid uh inside of google ad manager <laughs> or adx right yeah and I hypothesize that they, like, I don't think they came up with Fledge for this reason, but I think that it's, it will be beneficial to moving the ecosystem away from pre-bid if Fledge is successful, especially now that it's going to work in Android. Yeah. Like, every agency is going to require that their DSP build to Fledge. You're, you won't get a budget, right? Like, they'll be just like, well, you got to do this because this is how I buy, right? Like, somebody may show some backbone, but, like, they're, they're going to do it, right? Because, like, that's just what happens, right? They want scaled buying, addressable buying through their DSP. Yeah. So if all DSPs have to start building to Fledge, um, and we know that Google's planning to eat its own dog food with DV360 and Fledge, so that's a metric ton of demand. Mm-hmm. Fledge is going to have some pretty good prices coming through it for publishers. So they're going to want it. They're going to want to call it too. So I, I think, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Like, does it end up looking like that? I'm going to get so much hate mail if people listen to this from, from the pre bid community. But like, like, I'm just, this is a hypothesis, right? Like, yeah. what, what, what happens to, but I think it gets back to this, like, what, what, is, what is the point of integration? Where is an auction happening? Mm. like yeah no just throwing that out there yeah (laughs) this is something that that we've been talking about i mean i I focus yeah i focus less on the pre-bid element of it and more about the multi multi ssp which is kind of synonymous with pre-bid right that's how you access multi ssps today but this is something we've been working with other ssps on to have the conversation like Joel from OpenX, Fred from Index, uh, Brad from Magnite, so on. Shout out to Joel who who is doing yeoman's work on like trying to make sense of of Fledge for pre-bid. Yeah, anyway. yeah, he's he's a hero for sure, hundred percent. I think we've done it, all, especially those people I mentioned have done a good job of getting that in front of Fledge, like because. And for honest reasons, I agree with everything you said, by the way, about the people that, that are creating the proposals, specifically Michael, that are doing a tremendous job, I think, in a really, really Michael hard... Clever. Yeah. Awesome dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, really difficult um, time to navigate and, and, and problem to solve. I think they're doing a commendable job. I really do. Um, but the case of like what an SSP is or like why we have multiple SSPs was didn't seem to be abundantly clear at the start. And when we kind of... Um, highlighted that the the multi SSP universe does, just doesn't work in in Fledge. It just doesn't exist in Fledge. Like that 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 has been a difficult conversation to have. But credit to the Fledge team, they have they have yeah. built in um, at least into the docs or into the proposal a mechanism by which the 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 auction becomes multi layered. So you now have the concept, at least technically possible, of multi SSPs within the within the Fledge auction, where that leaves pre-bid, I, I don't, I'm not smart enough. We'll have to have Joel on the show to, to kind of explain how, what the consequences of that might be from a pre-bid perspective. But in terms of multiple SSPs, at least there's a mechanism. But mm-hmm. problem highlighted by Julian, I have to mention Julian again, uh, to me was that um, 
it's difficult to see what the case for multi-SSPs is or becomes when all of the, the signals are on the browser readable for the DSP, right? So the DSP can find its interest group and it doesn't necessarily need an SSP to be smart and figure it out and pass on the bid request and add, you know, enrichment layers or whatever DSPs do. So, <laughs> sorry, SSPs do. Um, but so you're kind of in a problem of, yeah, okay, the mechanism's there, but the, 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 whole, the whole kind of um, concept of Fledge slightly undermines the multi-SSP universe, potentially, at least potentially. It, it's, at least, it's at least massively disruptive. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the thing, like you, you mentioned, we should have Joel on to talk about it. I actually think, you know, I, knowing so many ad tech people, like people are gonna figure something out. Mm. The question is, is, is the thing that they figure out going to be, we started sort of part of this conversation with the complexity of troubleshooting things. Mm. Uh, so last week, uh, at the, I think it was last week, I mentioned scribing uh, the biweekly, which was the first time I you know, raised my hand for that because I've been honestly intimidated too because the, the level of d discourse is... It's technical and thoughtful and smart. I'm scared right? to death to be scribe. I, 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 <laughs> those are tough so, so I did it, and it happened to be on the day when Andrew Pasco from uh, Nextrol, mm -hmm. also bless him mm -hmm. um, for leaning into this work. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there, there are some really solid people who are leaning into this work from all sides. 100%. Like, uh, he... <laughs> He proposed something for Fledge that I raised. It's it's super smart. It's it's like it's elegant. He's being thoughtful. I think he's a data scientist, like engineer on on their side. Sorry if I'm butchering that, but uh, yeah, it, I, I'm not gonna try to do it justice. And this is again in the context of Fledge, but the. There, there's a there's a whole lot of worry about latency and processing for every single request, and um, he was basically saying there could be some signals just that the browser knows about, um, or, or or basically s some maths that the browser uses to make some smarter decisions uh, without. Like, I'm butchering this, but it, but anyway, it's it's like this thing called uh, Bandit. Point, but the issue that I raised was like, and he, and he, everyone acknowledged this is real. It's like, hey, can you imagine being on frontline support, being asked why your campaign isn't delivering, and having to be? By the way, so those people are some of the smartest people in ad tech. Yeah, uh, let's pour one out for them. Um, but like trying to troubleshoot. Like I've seen the run books that, that those those folks use. Like they build sophisticated stuff to try and debug auctions. Wow, is that going to get tough? Um, so like, I it's actually one of those things. Like we don't we don't actually see the the customer support side showing up to these conversations at all, and I don't blame them. And I think one of the topics that you had to discuss today was like how how should businesses engage in all of this? But like. Customer support people in at SSPs, at DSPs, exchanges, like that, that pipes of, of delivering ads 
Um, you know, probably in both, you said it well, like probably in both cases, it's going to be, it's going to be different for sure. Debugging, um, yeah. the difficulty if the auction is, is happening on browser and there's any sophistication going on now, credit, actually credit to, we mentioned Michael Kleber, like he called out that like the less sophisticated decision-making that gets pushed into the browser, the better, because we really rather this just be APIs like that are doing a pure, like, you know, that, you know, mm. we're going to just judge on price, right. Or whatever. Like we're just going to compare price. Um, so like, I'm not saying that that's the way it's going to flow out where there's like some sort of maths going on also to compare other things inside of the browser, but man, I'm yeah. like picturing customer support right now, pinging people like you, Paul, on and, and Julian uh, on Slack and saying, "Can you help us debug?" Yeah, God, yeah, that doesn't even bear thinking about. I have to say, <laughs> but the um, it kind of. I was thinking about this, but it right raises an interesting point in my in, in my head because I was thinking about this before we came online, but when we're in the privacy like working groups and in the privacy world and talking about these things we talk a lot about the end user and what, what who we're referring to is like the people using the browser or the mobile device right but actually as a product manager our user is not actually the person or sorry if you're an ad tech vendor the user is not the person that's on the browser right our users are the people that use our ad tech software and try and sell their either their um, yeah, sorry, sell their uh, website space, the space on their websites, or they try and sell their own businesses via displaying ads. And those are the people that we kind of have to keep, like not even in, in side focus, like in main focus. And I think because of the nature of the conversations, it's easy to go down the end user conversation, like why this is better for the end user. We talk about transparency and control. And one of what you just mentioned there is a use case. I have to confess to not giving a lot of thought. I thought about the 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 user experience maybe of interacting with a parakeet or a fledge or a topic or how that might be borne out in sort of, you know, in our UI in the future and how we might, you know, display our documentation and so on. But I haven't given a lot of thought to what the hell I'm going to do when someone asks me why this isn't working for them. Like, how, how I can even begin to answer that question when I don't have, I just don't have the pieces at my disposal to be able to answer the question, even if I understood it, which is for most of the proposals, probably not likely to be the case in, my, in, in most examples that I fully understand end to end what's happening. Because both, especially in Parakeet, I mean, Parakeet's a really a black box scenario. I don't, I don't know what mechanisms they're using to anonymize, you know? Um, and Chrome is, uh, sorry, the fledge is a little bit different because we're kind of uploading our auction logic and bidding logic, so we have control there. But if we think we're uploading the right stuff, but the wrong thing's happening, it's like what you were mentioning at the beginning. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You have to call Chrome. That's difficult. Yeah, it's like they, they're going to need a support team, really, hopefully. We're probably nearing time here, and I don't even know that we've done... I don't feel like we've done justice to Fledge and Parakeet. <laughs> um, what, what, one of the things I was hoping for with this podcast is like it's an open forum for us to just talk through how we're thinking about these things that are very dynamic, but also help people who aren't spending as much time in these weeds as you and as, as you and I are like 
to get a get a handle on understanding these things and and one thing that that occurs to me is if you've been in ad tech for a little bit uh, a way to think about fledge how it's set up is if you've ever worked in mediation so the way that mediation sort of works is typically for for the mobile sort of network space but like you pre-set up like whether it's on a daily basis, weekly basis, hourly basis, all of these like bids. So instead of having a real-time decisioning logic on in this granular instance, what do I want to do I want this and what do I want to bid? It's like predefining what you think you might want to bid. But in a in a sophisticated way, and like one of the things that Fledge introduces, it, you made me think of this just a second ago, and you you said you upload the bidding logic. It's like uploading basically like price to interest group, and then maybe a little bit of scenario mm. ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, so that that's interesting, maybe for engineers thinking about this, but also like anyone who's been in ad tech for a bit that's on the business side or the ad op side or whatever side honestly if you've been in ad tech a bit you probably know what mediation is like i you know mediation may be making a big comeback here it it's gonna maybe look a little bit different but the feel of like hey systems are going to push bids ahead of time into this trusted server for fledge which by the way so fledge has this like concept of trusted server it's stateless so it's like pretty easy to trust but like servers that hold bidding logic whereas like parakeet right has this concept of trusted server in its current form where it's like this proxy layer that is you know signal processing to add noise or you know do the things that it does to try to create an inability to maintain state on a user over time cross context but like that is one thing i I would love the listener to like walk away with here is like Mm -hmm. that you know, if as you're thinking about Fledge, we got into a lot of nitty gritty, but like the the setup is not massively different than at the end of the day than like what mediation looked like, where it's like sort of static bids that you're refreshing probably based on performance of the day or the hour or the week. You know? Yeah. Um, I, would, I, would, I would allow me to attempt to make a probably oversimplistic analogy uh, a way to possibly think about the difference between the two apart from you know that parakeet is just easier to implement let's push that to the side for a second but it's kind of like in fledge if you think about an actual auction a real life auction right it's like where you're trying to buy a green a chinese green vase right it's like you've (laughs) i go alex is laughing but i'm going to continue anyway it's like fledge is like you're, you're telling someone to what, what you're looking out for. So I want you to get me this green Chinese vase. If you see this exact one, then I want you to pay this price, right? And you're telling someone, and maybe you're telling them every 15 minutes about different things you want to buy, but it's not real time. So the exact curvature of the, the, the vase, might, it won't, you won't be able to see, or like little subtle differences that maybe only you can see, but you're describing as much as you can um, over to someone else so they can go to the auction and buy the vase for you but they get the advantage of seeing the exact vase so that they're able they do have the full vase in view 
or vase, as they say in America. Sorry, when they actually make the make the purchase, right? Whereas parakeet. I, no, I think yeah, it is based in <laughs> based. In, in in US's terrible English. Go on. Um, <laughs> Uh, with the parakeet, you're allowed to go with all your expertise yourself. Uh, you're given a ride there. It's very simple to get there, right? All of the all of the effort is taken away, but the 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 vase is held behind a, a screen, and the screen is a little bit yeah dirty. So you're not able to touch it, feel it, or like really see exactly the outline of the vase. You know it's a green Chinese vase, and you know that you probably wanna you know invest this on it. But you you don't have the same level of information that the guy you told to buy the vase had when he bought the vase. So that's my over elaborate, over simple, probably silly analogy for fledge versus parakeet. Wow, that was good. Um, <laughs> so, I as a recap of what we've accomplished here, we've started to unpack what it is that these these two proposals fledge and parakeet are trying to do they're they're focused on this kind of granular interest group use case which is most commonly associated with retargeting we probably really quickly dove into <laughs> complexities um, but i think that is one of the the highlights here is that we're talking about like whereas like last week we were talking about topics like you got to take it or leave it <laughs> Uh, if you're wanting to do audience buying at scale in the future, it's looking like you're going to do it through one of these new APIs that we were just talking about uh, at scale. Like you can still do audience buying other ways, but like at, at massive open internet scale, these are going to be the things, at least in the short term, that are, that are likely things that you need to know about. Uh, so I, I feel pretty good about that, although I, you know, I, we probably could have been more structured. Uh, sorry, listener, if we weren't structured enough. What should we talk about next time, Paul, just to wet wet the whistle of... Uh, should we continue down this path? Should we talk about uh, some other proposals and reporting or attribution? Leave privacy sandbox altogether and... Uh, no, not yet. Get we're, not, we're, not, we're not done with <laughs> privacy sandbox yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I think attribution is a good one because Parakeet, like the, there's a good bridge from Parakeet um, and particularly Macaw, which is something else which uses multi-party um, computation. And that leads well into mm -hmm. attribution where you now have the Chrome um, attribution reporting and you also have the, the new, um, I don't want to use the word competing, but another attribution proposal called IPA, which developed by Meta and, and um, Mozilla together. And I think that's a, I think that's an interesting thing to delve into because, yeah, I think they're interesting proposals to talk about, frankly. Well, let's do it. It's, it's been great to talk to you today, though. Hope, hope the next one's just as lively. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, great to talk to you too. I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. All right, peace. The views or opinions expressed by the speakers are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Xander Incorporated.